Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. It's Cruise Control on Africa Tech Radio. And today I have a guest with me on a call. And we're going to be looking at what the solution would be for renewable energy for Africa. I mean, considering that climate change is actually a major threat to achieving our sustainable development goal. And of course, when you look at the current crisis also, the fuel, Africa depends so much on fossil fuel. And right now, that seems to be in scarcity. There's a whole lot of fear and rampage around what's going to be like electricity. It's actually in low proportion to what they are delivering and so many households in africa don't have electricity supply so all of these things are what i'm going to be discussing with my guest uh he's very much present with me on the show so my guests what tell me everything about him so you have the floor to introduce yourself thank you so much for having me my name is obong Udo aban and I am currently the COO of Salfa Energy Limited. And in Salfa Energy, we are in the business of designing and importing, distributing solar home systems and other energy appliances in Nigeria. Uh, basically, what we do is just to pull people out of energy poverty. And so far, it's been going very well. Though some kind of challenges along the way, but I would say that we are facing the challenges squarely. So I'd like to ask some random questions before the main questions were. First thing first, what drove your interest into seeking solution to end energy poverty in Africa? Okay, we are going to be talking about Nigeria specifically because this is where we are operating in right now. Though we have the notion of venture into other African countries. But Nigeria as a country is a country with over 200 million people in population size. But unfortunately, we have electricity generation capacity of about 12,000 megawatts. And currently, we are just about 4,000 megawatts, which is not enough to save uh, the population. And even that 4,000 megawatts, we, we have about 3,100 megawatts that gets to the end users. And these 3,100 megawatts that gets to the end users is not always available for them. So we can say call these ones underserved. They are not being fully served. So they have light for maybe like four hours to 16 hours daily. Those that have light max 16 hours. And then we have about 45% of the population that don't even have access to electricity at all. So when we look at what people are going through in terms of lack of access to energy, it's actually a call. It's a call for us to act, to come in and see how we can begin to mitigate these issues. I mean, when, when you say lack of energy, I know when we look around Africa, Africa seems to be blessed with abundance of renewable energy resources. When we look at the hydro, the wind, the solar, and all of those stuff. So how come we're still experiencing energy poverty Yes, Africa is blessed with a lot of alternatives of generating energy. But of course, you know that some of its energy sources are, are quite expensive. It's not easy to generate them. When you look at the hydroelectric energy source, for instance, it, it's quite capital intensive and it's not something that can be easily done by individuals. These projects are usually done by the state governments or the federal governments, as the case may be. 
And then when you look at other sources of energy, like wind energy, the technology is still not quite popular in Africa. And the equipment that you use, even though the wind itself is free, it's readily available, it's renewable, and it is sustainable as well. But the, the equipment, the devices that you need to harness this energy and convert it into use are not that affordable, especially for Africans, because all these equipments usually come from either European countries or Asian countries. So it becomes a problem. We also have the solar source and also say the same thing about the solar source. The equipment is also easily available. But relatively to other sources, solar is a little bit more affordable and easily available for Africans who use in harnessing energy. And that is the area where we are actually concentrating on. When we look at the climate change situation right now, you notice that Africa is getting warmer. It's getting warmer even here in Nigeria. It's always hot. And people are advocating that this can be reused. Like this solar energy can be reused. And we can take advantage of what this climate change is all about. What do you think about this? And what's the way forward that you guys have been trying to implement this into solar? solution-based resources for Africans? The climate change is a very big factor. Harnessing wrong type of energy or unclean energy is the reason why we are in this situation in the first place. So before we you know, commercialize energy, we need to be sure that this energy is sustainable. And when we talk about sustainability, it has to do with the energy being able to meet and satisfy the needs of the present populace or generation without necessarily jeopardizing or reducing the chances of the future generations. So because we've not been paying attention to this, we just see energy, we see fossil fuel, for instance, we just jump into it and we start making use of it without thinking deeply and intently the consequences of this energy source. And that is why over time, the constant emission of CO2 into the atmosphere, it's accumulating as a greenhouse effect. And it's now causing global warming or the climate change we are talking about, right? So for us, how do we tackle this issue? We have to key into the international agenda of making sustainable and renewable energy readily available for people no matter where these ones are okay since you're saying we're making it available of course when you look at africa you said we all agree there's poverty of energy and of course there's still financial poverty also because people are not so buoyant when it comes to having so much money so i'm looking at cost efficiency right now in having this sustainable and renewable energy available to African homes. What's the plan? What's it looking like? Looking at energy generally, it's mm. not something that is quite cheap. Energy mm. generally is, is, is expensive. If you look at the grid electricity, over the years, it has been kind of moving from one amount to the other. Like currently, I think the cheapest for one kilowatt hour is about 32 naira. It's jumped from 24 naira that it used to be two years ago. 32 naira. That's the cheapest you can pay for those that are having up to four hours light daily. Then for those that are having up to eight hours light or more, those ones are even paying as high as 81 naira per kilowatt hour. You can see it's, it's, not, it's not cheap. And some people can have actually use up to 20, 30 kilowatt hour in a day. Then multiply that by the unit rate. You see that it's not cheap. Then we, when you also look at the fossil fuel, talking about the PMS specifically, in Nigeria, for instance, it's being subsidized. 
the rate is supposed to be about 427 naira if the government is not paying subsidy so that people can have this product at the current rate that it is. So if people are supposed to buy it at the actual landing cost here in Nigeria, you'll be paying about 400 and something naira. So that's not cheap. It's not cheap as well. So when we are talking about costs of solar energy, we want to compare it as well with the other alternative that exists right aside the fact that this source of energy solar energy is clean and also renewable and it doesn't cause any harm to the ecosystem it is also affordable when you compare it with other sources of energy now the problem that people might have many a times we see that a lot in the field is the upfront cost because when you are subscribing to a solar solution you are not just using that solution for one year or even two years Sometimes you can use it for up to five years or 10 years, right? Or even more. I'm just using the backup lifespan now to do measuring. Yeah. So when you want to acquire a solar solution, the initial amount that you are going to pay, it's usually high. But when you spread it over the number of years that you are going to make use of this system, now begin to know exactly what you are paying on a daily basis. And you begin to see that these things are quite affordable compared to other sources of energy but the issue now the challenge is who is going to bridge the gap who is going to help these users to pay the upfront costs are there institutions that can do that are there organizations that can do that can the government even intervene you know maybe by way of subsidy like they are subsidizing pms for the consumers can they do the same for solar systems so these are the type of conversations that we really need to be having. If the answers to these conversations are being provided, then we find out that these solar solutions that we are talking about are quite affordable. But beside the fact of having bigger institutions or government to intervene, there are other private institutions that are doing something that is very wonderful. Notable mentions are the likes of Lapo Microfinance, for instance. If you want to buy a solar solution that costs maybe 300,000 naira and you want to pay for this solution for, say, 30 months, so you can register with them, open an account with them, and you just make an initial deposit and then you pick the system and go home. Then you will not be paying on a monthly basis every month you just so pay amazing. a little amount of that money yeah and if you compare what you are paying on a, on a daily basis with what you are paying on the other sources of energy you now find out that this solution is even more affordable i mean when, when we're looking at africa in general we're looking at countries that have been adopting this renewable energy we're looking at the likes of egypt Ethiopia, kenya morocco even south africa they're adopting all of this into their policy also do you think as nigerians instead of the government trying to fill up the areas with transformer and trying to get electricity to those low rich area would it be possible to replace that with this form of renewable energy for homes yes certainly it's 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 quite possible and i will give you an example recently with the support of the world bank the rural electrification agency of nigeria they've embarked on a program called net and what that program does is that it serves like pef the petroleum equalization fund which makes it possible that PMS is sold the same price all over Nigeria, right? Irrespective of the location. So that was applied in the solar solutions. So if you are offering solar solutions to Nigerians and you can take these solutions to the rural communities, 
wherever you can find people, take it there and give them orientation, tell them about it, give them the proper education and enlightening, and even build local content in those communities. Because we're also looking at the sustainability aspect of these systems. So you don't just get this thing installed and tomorrow it doesn't work. Or next tomorrow, they want to probably get something fixed. They can't do that, right? So you need to train people on ground to continue the activity, even when you leave that community. So what the REAN Warrior does is that they support businesses with a program called Output Based Grants. So for any solution that you're able to sell, you can get a little support. What that support will do is that it will cover for your logistics because this is where the difficulties lies, moving from the urban city to the peri-urban to the rural communities to get these things across to those who need it, those who are not even served at all, those who have never seen electricity in their life for the very first time, you know, and you are bringing a solution to them. And so far, I think a whole lot of companies in Nigeria have done a great job. This solar home system has really spread up across different communities, different local governments, different states in Nigeria. All right. I'm just thinking, if we're going to be bringing this close to homes and everything, when you look at Africa in general, sorry, because uh, Africa Tech Radio, I get to speak for majority of African countries. The population numbers seem to be on a fast rise. Like, we're on 1.2 billion people at the moment and of course we're expanding also for economic development and right now when we speak of sustainable energy or renewable energy we're looking at the social economic impact so what was the social economic impact of adopting uh clean energy sustainable and renewable energy what's the impact for africa for africa generally i know countries like kenya they are doing quite well in terms of renewable energy. We have a lot of both indigenous and expatriate countries there, you know, doing the needful, making sure that people get connected, both the underserved and the unserved communities in, in African countries. And what this has done is that it has, you know, helped to interconnect a whole lot of people. Right? There are so many people initially, they don't usually have methods of charging their phones. When their battery runs out, they have to travel a distance before they can have access. So if you now have a solar solution in your home, where you can easily charge your phone and stay connected, right, to the latest news, latest information, you go to your social media platforms on your phones. And you also watch television, you get to listen to news, you get to understand what is happening around the world, new ways of doing businesses, right? That's for homes. Then you now talk about the social impact or benefits. Um, maybe students whom, for instance, could not really study long because of lack of electricity or lights. But with solar solutions, you can easily have access to light and, uh, and make your studies. You know, in those days, I can remember in so many uh, schools because they were using unclean source of lights to read, maybe lantern and one. They usually develop eye problems easily. But these days, we hardly hear about things like that, you know, because they have cleaner options. They can read and study. And when you talk about businesses as well, most of the people we have come across in the interior areas, once it is around 6 or 7 p.m., they're already shutting down for the day, yeah. right? With solar solutions coming to their doorsteps, of course, they can stay up to 9, 10 p.m., you know, and do more business and make more money 
and when people make money of course you know it has a way the collective business gains that comes from individual businesses collectively forms the bulk of economic activity of any nation so what would you like to see implemented into the country's policy and regulation in regards to energy and electricity already i've mentioned one before which is output based or grants i think that more african countries should look into that and give support to the to the business solar business operators that will really give them a, a very big boost and secondly on the tax policies and importation duties a whole lot can say they done in that regard sometimes what really impacts on the final cost of these products why is people even complain the first place ah this solution you are you are bringing is nice though. i like it too that's you know really beyond my pocket my income level and all that so what contributes to these high costs many a times is because of the high duty that is being paid in clearing these things into the various countries so if government can can give tax incentives or tax holidays to companies who are who are into renewable energy i think it will go a long way a long way to help them i like that so now let's moving to sulfur energy what are you guys about and how have you guys been serving the people in your community tell us everything about it Every business they say it's usually formed to probably make profits, uh, reduce costs, and make maximize profit. But we're trying to find the kind of comfortable ground in between the two motives, right? Making profit and giving people value for money. Yeah. So we looked at the fact that solar solutions can be quite pricey, and we try to bring some certain variants of solutions which means even those that are left fathers behind we need to carry them along so you don't have a whole lot of money to buy the big solar home systems what do we do we have to go back to our drawing board and design the smaller units that can still fit into anybody's pocket size so we have solar solutions of less than 10000 naira between 10 to 20000 between 10 to 50 between 50 to 100 right so as your energy needs rises we we have solution that matches your requirements and we also look at the fact that sometimes some people might not have a whole lot of cash to buy energy solutions at the onset so they will just buy according to what their pocket can carry but over time maybe one year two years they want to upgrade are you going to tell the person to discard the old one he or she is using and come and buy another one that shouldn't be the case so we try to build in scalability function in our systems which means if you have a system that is 1200 watt power capacity for instance this year and next year want to increase the capacity to 2400 we have a feature that allows you to do that so you just a little traditional payment and then we upgrade the system for you we scale you up that's higher need that you that you want so with this it has been very easy to really marry our customers they know us and we know them we come to them and we get that acceptability easily like we don't struggle so much and when we come to any community they understand our mission easily because before you know what is happening places that used to be very dark you begin to see that those places are getting lighted up there are some communities that will come in and even before the households start buying our products what do we do we try to put street lights for them free of charge free so we light up 
Yes, we light up the streets of their communities. So we put those lights in. What was the acceptance and their reaction? What was it like? It's all about the excitement. You know, so these are the strategies that we use to bring the the host communities to love what we are doing. And before you know what is happening, it's a success story. So we have been recording success story to success story to success story from community to community. Interesting. Now I'm looking at your bio and I, I'm seeing that you are able to raise seed fund for Safa Energy in terms of acquiring some items and you're able to deploy over 500 solar systems nationwide across Africa and this has led to the creation of 850 direct and indirect jobs. How's it been and what are you looking forward to in the future? Yes, apparently you want to expand on what you are doing. There is a need to have are you looking to cover other partners. African countries? Already we have our foot in the Republic. Okay. We have our foot in Ghana. But we want to go beyond that. We have our foot in Chad. We have our foot in Nigel, right? But we want to go beyond and you know extend our tentacles to other African countries. And like you mentioned, our ability to raise funding is because of the success stories that we've had over the years, right? What we are doing is verifiable. The smiles we've put in on people's faces are quite verifiable. The people we have pulled out of energy poverty, these things are quite verifiable. The businesses we have helped to grow are quite verifiable. I can remember specifically Mr. Effian in Akwaibom State that runs a poultry farm. Before he got to know about our system, he was running fuel on his gasoline generator every day because these beds in the poultry, they need light you know, so that they can keep warm at night and also they can feed very well and lay enough eggs for the owner. But unfortunately, buying fuel was not easy for Mr. Effion. So at some point, he was contemplating, you know, shutting the business down, not until he had about Safar Powerflow 100, which he purchased and the, the rest is history. So through this man, because the system we sold to him revived his business, helped him to save money. Someone that was buying fuel up over 20-something thousand in a, in a month has totally eliminated that cost. Do you understand? Yeah. That cost was totally eliminated after one year when he when he was done paying for because 30,000 every month by 12 months can be able to buy that system and it becomes yours. So the man was able to eliminate that cost and he was now making profit expanded his farm and even bought more system through him a whole lot of people in the community got to know about solar about the need to position from expensive source of energy on clean source of energy to solar energy which is a clean source and also affordable as well actually yeah i wanted to ask like for people who are actually looking to also get some of this goodness that you're offering where can they catch you on social media, websites? What do you have them so they can follow and ask for more or patronize or something? Okay, so we are on all the social media platforms uh, at Safa Energy. Then our web- website is www.safaenergy.com. And we also have our phone number 080-670-744-71. So anyone that wants to get the product can easily place a call on the number and then more information will be given to the person. 
before we round off, the last question you have to answer before you go, because this Mr. Charles is very hard to get. <laughs> What's your unpopular opinion about technology? One good thing about technology is that it changes the way things are being done. It brings about innovation and doing old things the new way and even the better way. And what that has also done in the field of renewable energy is that uh, the costs over the years has continuously dropped because of advancement in technology, you know. So the importance of technology can never be overemphasized. And to some extent, I would say that I'm looking forward to a time that Nigeria will also, you know, be in that space where they compete, you know, with our international counterparts in terms of technology. You know, for instance, when you talk about solar cells, we are supposed, by now, we are supposed to be doing stuff like that here in Nigeria from the scratch to the finish because we have the raw materials, right? So what we are lacking is the necessary technology. I believe that with time, with, with the necessary R&D and government intervention, we are definitely going to get to that point. Technology also in the aspect of you know battery production, we have lithium, we have lithium deposits in Nigeria, northern part of Nigeria, and also lead deposits in the northern part of Nigeria and the southeastern part of Nigeria. So these are raw materials that are needed for you know producing the components that are used in harnessing solar energy. But up until now, we are yet to really do anything tangible or meaningful, right? So this is what technology can actually help us to achieve. And I believe that if all the stakeholders should really come together and start having these conversations in the nearest future, we are going to have advancements in technology, just like European and Asian countries. All right. Thank you so much for your time on the show. It's a pleasure having you and getting to speak about the progress for Africa uh, in regards to renewable energy. I'm sure this whole conversation is ongoing because there are still sustainable development goals that countries are looking to achieve. And that I hope that we're able to get all of this great energy reaching homes. And I like the fact that you made yours uh, quite affordable for people. If you can't afford the big one, there's something around your earning power that you can afford. I really, really appreciate that one. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Lukala, for having me. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.